send half your way. If everybody could grab one of these and then, where's the bucket of utensils, pens? Could you pass those around for those who don't have a pen? Um, the kids are welcome to be dismissed. Kids are also welcome to stay. Totally up to the parents. We are good with whatever. Could we, does Paul know about it? Could we save it for the end? So these sheets that I've handed out, we're just going to spend some time right now in prayer, uh, listening to God. So if everybody could grab a sheet. And we've done this a couple times, and now we're going to do it again. So for those of you who haven't done this with us before, the way we do this is this. We're going to take plenty of time on this. We're going to take like 10 whole minutes, so there's no rush or pressure or anything like that. But we're going to spend some time intentionally trying to hear from the Lord. And I've got three different scriptures on here. And obviously, scripture is already the word of the Lord, right? So this is already speaking to us. But we're going to ask the Lord to speak something current to us through this word that we're going to read. So through this scripture, we're asking the Holy Spirit to to say something to us. And so what I'd like you to do is read the scripture, read it through like two or three or four times, however much you feel like you need to read it. Read it through, and then just sit and listen. Just sit and listen to what the Lord might say to you, and go ahead and write it down. Um, for those of you who haven't you know, done this with us before, don't worry about this. Like, you're not writing a thus saith the Lord or something like that. Um, so don't, don't worry about, like, overstepping and writing something down, being, I'm not sure if that's God or I'm not sure if that's just my head. Don't worry about that. Just just write down what comes to your mind, um, what you hear the Lord saying for you as you read the verse, and then go on to the next one and the next one, and at the end is sort of a journal for a couple minutes. If God is saying something to you right now, what might that be? And we got pens coming around, so I'm just going to open us in prayer, and then we're going to spend some time with the Lord listening Great. So like I said, we're going to take like 10 minutes for this, so there's no pressure to race through it. Just take your time and listen. Father God, we thank you that you speak to us. We thank you, Father, that all throughout the Bible, from Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, to like Revelation 21, the very end, you are speaking. You speak the entire Bible. The whole way through, you're always speaking to your people. We thank you that you're speaking to your people now. We thank you that, Jesus, you said that your sheep hear your voice and that you said of the Holy Spirit that he would teach us, remind us, lead us, all speaking things. And so, Lord, you speak, but we would like to get better at listening. We would like to get better at hearing your voice. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us to set aside all distractions now, to put everything away in our head, and just focus on listening and just writing down what comes into our head. Amen.
you're still listening and still writing, go ahead and keep doing that. Um, some of you are done. So I'll, in a minute, I'll ask if anybody wants to share anything they got, but just you don't have to. <laughs> what, what God says to you is for you. And so you certainly don't have to share by any means, or you can modify <laughs> what it is or put it in general terms or something if you want to. But, um, well, yeah, why don't we do that? Does anybody want to share, feel like sharing anything? Anybody feel like God said something to them, something at all? Anybody? A few people? Okay. Anybody want to share something? Signed, Jesus. I like it. And is that is that encouraging to you? Anybody else? Right, humble yourself. Right. Anybody else? Uh -huh. Yes, absolutely. Does anybody find that verse a little weird? A little awkward, maybe? That's Don't feel bad. That's pretty normal, I think, for people to read Song of Songs and some of those more romantic 
passages to think about God feeling like that towards us, it, for those of us who have been raised in a post-Puritan kind of culture um, where that sort of stuff is, we don't talk about that sort of stuff, um, can be a little awkward. But the, I mean, throughout scripture, this is an important aspect of our relationship with God. And it's okay if we don't fully understand it now, I think. Um, but I think there are some of us who could maybe maybe do with a little bit more investigation into that, to ask the Lord, all right, what does this mean? What does it mean for me? What does it mean that you want to be my lover? What I don't, I don't have a framework to put that in. I don't have a drawer in my dresser for God as lover. I have friend, father, savior, master. There's no lover drawer. There's an empty one. Apparently that's what it's for. But what? what? So ask God. Ask him to show you. Ask him to teach you. Um, he loves to do that sort of thing. I think that's a pretty good metaphor. Sometimes it's very overt, like here. Yeah. right and and it goes on to talk about that if we're sons then we're heirs That's right, and I think I think that's, you know, this whole concept of God as lover. I think that's probably the first most important thing that it is. Is it it shows us that we do all have this natural desire for affection, and to be loved, and to be someone's special person, and all that kind of stuff. But we can't actually look to other people to fulfill that. God gives us marriage in which we do get to experience that, but the fulfillment of those needs comes from God. It has to. It, if we go into marriage or we're in the middle of a marriage and, and we're expecting all of these things to be fulfilled by, by the other person, it's going to be a rough road. Anybody agree with that? <laughs> Some people are afraid to say yes. That's okay. Um, it, it, like, it, they're not gonna, it's not going to happen. You know? And I tell you know, young married people who are already married, I'm like, I guarantee you you're putting your spouse on a pedestal and I guarantee you they're going to fall off. Give me a call. And I'll help walk you through that depressing period of life. <laughs> when you realize that they're not going to fulfill all my needs. But I had all these wonderful Hollywood-inspired dreams of, of being, you know, adored and affection thrown upon me and all this kind of stuff all the time. And that's just, that's, that's not life. Now, obviously, as when we're married, we, we should try to do that for the other person and that sort of thing. But the ultimate fulfillment of those things doesn't come from that person. It comes from God. And when we get a hold of that truth that Lindsay was saying, um, it really frees us up. It frees us from putting un inappropriate pressure on our spouse or on our boyfriend or girlfriend, inappropriate pressure on our life. I don't have all these needs that the world says I should have met. They're not being met. You know? It's like, no, they can be met. They can be met through God who meets all our needs. And once it, it's very freeing, once all of our needs are being met by God, which he's already willing to do that, so we don't have to, like, 
talk him into it, right? But once all our, we are allowing God to meet all our needs, then the other stuff is is easier, and it's wonderful, and we enjoy it, but it's not necessary because so, it doesn't have that pressure on it. Does that make sense? And so it's a, I think it's a really important thing. David, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think it's protected, and you brought up the protection aspect before. It's a protected place. Um, I think it's an intimate place. There's nobody else there, you know. So it's like nobody's gonna overhear us talking, you know. Mm. Anybody else? And it's true, and it, it, depend, it depends on what God is doing in the season in your life. Sometimes he's protecting you. Other times he's saying, it's time to step out of your protection, of your comfort zone, and trust me. Okay. So how was this exercise? Was it tough, easy, annoying? Any honest, annoying is a fine answer. If you haven't done this sort of thing before, it may be like, I don't get it. I don't know what else, what else is. This is kind of like this. <laughs> Anybody have any thoughts, comments? Not for my feedback, for each other, because it's, it's, it's good to learn from each other about how do we hear? What is it like when you hear? So think, th- think back few minutes ago when you were listening, I was pretty vague. I just said, listen. So what did you do? If you felt like God said something to you, was it words? Was it pictures? Did you feel it in your heart? Was it an emotional thing? What do you think? There's not a right answer. I'm just... Go ahead, David. Uh-huh. Right. And that's why I did it. You're a captive audience. I mean, I guess you could have daydreamed for 10 minutes, but most people will probably make an attempt to engage. 
and I did it intentionally <laughs> because you're stuck here. And, and it's true, in our day-to-day -day life, we don't take the time to do this kind of thing nearly as often as I think we should. Um, and so being forced to do it is helpful. And then hopefully we see, hey, this was valuable. I feel like God told me something. God encouraged me either directly or through the group and what other people are saying. So maybe spending time listening to God is valuable for me and for my experience. Are you going to say something, Charles? Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's why I've come to do it this way, this kind of exercise. There's a lot of different exercises like this you can do to help yourself learn how to hear the voice of God better. Um, another one that we've done here is it's just kind of one-line prayers. God, is there anyone I need to forgive? You listen for an answer. And those are very good and very helpful. Um, Paul often will ask God just yes or no questions. God, should I do this? I'm planning to do this. Is this a good idea? <laughs> that sort of thing. Real simple yes or no questions and then listen for the answers. Um, and I think those things are good, but the I think I have found at least for a lot of people that doing it from Scripture until we get better at it, this is a good early access point for folks because of what you said. It's already the word of God, right? And so I just heard God say something because I read it. So it's like, yay, I won. You know, like I already got it. And so then what is he saying to me now? What is he going to bring out to me now? Okay, yes. So there is a written word, but there's also a now word that the spirit can bring out of that word. Um, and so I have found that people who have said they've never heard from God before can do an exercise like this and be like, okay, now I maybe get it, and then maybe move on to some of the other stuff. And I'll sometimes do um, I've, I've some interesting things. I, so I, we all connect with God best in different ways, right? And for me, nature is one of the ways that I really connect with God, being outside, looking at the outside from inside when it's cold. Um, but nature is, is, is just creation is a way that I really connect with God, and I was needing to prepare a talk once, and um, I forget what it was, but, um, you know, I've got a storehouse of teachings <laughs> that I could pull out and just do one, but I like to pray and ask God, what do you want said here, you know? I'm not just going to bring him something. I want something that you want. Sometimes he says, dig in the drawer and grab this thing and use it. Great. Um, less work for me. But other times he gives me something new, and so I'm asking God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And um, so I watched this bird dive down into our lake, and he dove down, and he came up with nothing and flew off. And I was like, God, teach me something about that. Tell me something about that, what just happened. Um, and I've done this before about nature. Tell me something about this. Teach me something about this. Because um, the Bible is full of that when it comes to nature. And God said, that bird fails every day. Every day, at least once, he goes into the water and comes up empty. At least once, he fails every single day. That bird is not discouraged. It does not whine. It does not complain. And it does not give up. It keeps going back for food, even though it fails constantly. Every day it fails. And I was like, that's interesting and kind of encouraging, a little convicting. And it speaks of persistence to me. And then I started looking around, and God just started, like, 
showing me persistence everywhere throughout nature, like a tree that kind of started growing too close to a house, and then the branch curved up eventually, and it just started growing in a whole new direction. So the branch didn't stop when it ran into a wall. It just turned. It moved. It's persistent. And God just started opening up the persistence of creation. It's everywhere. It's just so persistent, constantly pursuing God, constantly pursuing what God called that bird and that tree and everything else to do and to be. Um, and I was just like, whoa. And so I had a sermon on persistence pretty quickly <laughs> because of that, because I asked, you know. And I think God is very willing to do that kind of stuff for us. He's very willing to talk. He's very willing to show us things. Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit would do that. He'll remind you of everything I said. He will lead you into all truth. I mean, this is his job. It's what he does. And he sometimes is very bored, I think, because we don't ask him. Because the Holy Spirit tends not to say, bam, learn something. Like, you know, it, that, it's just not how it works. That's because he respects our free will, right? But if we say, I want to learn something. I want to grow. I want to learn how to hear your voice better. I want to learn how to follow. I want to learn how to be more humble. How do I humble myself? That sounds hard. I'm not even sure if I know what it means. Can you show me what it means? Do I dare ask? I probably should. Because it says, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Not, when things go lousy, humble yourselves. Like, I think this is a state of being. We're supposed to maintain ourselves as humbled before God. So how do I do that? How do I live that? And God tells us. He answers us. Um, Anybody else have any thoughts on how this exercise was? Was it difficult or how you heard? Yeah. this is good this is good i need chicken and broccoli okay no and then god you know like so it's this constant like action of writing on the wall from god but so it's not a problem of hearing it's a problem of recognizing yeah so (laughs) i agree so, and that's, um, if you want to turn quickly to John 10, um, I'm going to talk about that for just a second. But first, does anybody else want to say anything? Gwen? For sure. Is there an app for listening to God? I just like an app. It is. We are, we are not naturally good at this. Yep. Yeah, we are not naturally good at this, and it is so important. I mean, this is our daily bread. This is our daily bread. God said, Deuteronomy 8.3, he gave the Israelites manna to teach them that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so the words that God speaks sustain our life, our spiritual life. That's how we keep going. That's how we live. And if we're feeling like our spiritual life meter is really, really low, I don't feel like I got a lot of life (laughs) in me. It's probably because we haven't heard God say anything recently. And we need to get in there and get our daily bread from the Lord. It doesn't just mean read scripture. When God said that in Deuteronomy 8.3, there was no scripture yet. It hadn't been written. So that verse doesn't mean read your Bible every day, although reading your Bible every day is great, of course. But it means do what we're doing here. Tune in to God FM and listen for a while. And let him give you a word. And if you really need one, ask for one. Peter in the boat saw Jesus walking on water, and he thought, that looks sweet. I would like to do that. And so, But God hadn't given him a word, so he asked for one. He was very bold. He said, call to me to come out to you. Give me a word. And Jesus said, come. And Peter jumped out of the boat, and he walked on water. That's nuts. So sometimes when we need a word, God will give it. 
We just, but we have to ask. Right. Exactly. It really is. And I think sometimes God has a lot of really urgent messages that he is trying to get through to us that we never check our machine. Remember when we used to have answering machines? We never check our voicemail. There's, there, there's, there's a ding, there's an alert on our phone, but we're like, I'm not going to check that. You know, like God is t- trying to talk to us, and we need to give him time to listen. Um, John 10.10 10 is the famous passage where Jesus, you know, says, I'm the shepherd of the sheep. I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep. And um, verse 3, to him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they won't follow, they'll flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers or recognize the voice of strangers. So we're Jesus' sheep. We can learn to hear his voice. We're supposed to learn to hear his voice to the point where he fo- we follow him automatically when he leads us somewhere. So if Jesus is leading the sheep from here to there, how are they going to know where to go if they don't listen? Right? The only reason they know where to go is because they're listening and the shepherd's walking away, often singing while walking away is how they used to do it back in the day. Shepherds would just sing as they walked away and the sheep would be like, oh, and they'd follow the shepherd. And we need to learn how to listen and how to recognize. It says, my sheep will recognize that my voice. And they, so it's not just any voice. They're not going to follow any voice. They recognize the voice of their shepherd versus anybody else. And so the key is first to realize God is speaking to us, which he is, because we're a sheep. That's a promise here. To, un- to begin to learn how to hear him is number two, but then we need to learn how to recognize it. We need to learn how to recognize the voice of God. I, I have a similar ticker tape. You know? you know those red signs that are like old, like five dots per letter signs that just like a message just scrolls across it, like stock tips or whatever? Like I have one of those in my brain, and it's usually Nate. But sometimes it's not, Nate. And so my challenge was to learn how to recognize when are the thoughts in my mind me versus God versus somebody else I was listening to or the world or some other source I was going after that wasn't good or I'm starving and I need food and it's just my body talking to me or, like, what is it? I mean, if you eat bad pizza the night before, you might have weird dreams. It doesn't mean they were spiritual. It just means you had weird pizza. Um, But maybe they were spiritual. So how do you know? How do you discern if something's God or not? How do you recognize if it's the voice of God or not? And that only happens through relationship, and we're going to talk about this more next week. It's through our relationship with God, and the more intimacy and closeness we have with God, the better we're going to be at recognizing when is this God and when is it not, especially in our circumstances. It can be very difficult in our circumstances to be like, is this circumstance from God? Is God trying to tell me something? Is this the devil attacking me? And it's like, stop, take two steps back, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and just ask him and listen. And through your relationship with him, you'll be able to start to discern what is going on here. Is this me? Is this God? What is it? But it's only through that relationship. A lot of us look at our circumstances and try to diagnose what what God is trying to tell us without ever asking him. This happened in my job. This happened in my life. This happened in my life. Uh, that must mean God is telling me this. We treat it like a math problem, and we never inquire of the Lord as to what's actually going on and what he's actually saying. This is very common. I used to do this all the time. I would diagnose my circumstance and say, God must be saying this, and God's like, or you could ask me. You know, I'm like, here, all the time, no vacation. Like, I'm always here, just ask. Ask what's going on, and, and I'll tell you. It's, it's not difficult. You know, so he's our shepherd, very willing to <coughs> lead this sheep. We need to learn how to recognize his voice, and we'll talk about, more about that next week, but I'll give you a hint. It is a one-step process. We're going to talk about a lot of tips on hearing the voice of God and a lot of ideas and stuff like that that are helpful, but at the end of the day, learning to recognize the voice of God is a one-step process. And he tells us that one step here 
with the sheep. How does a sheep learn to hear the voice of their shepherd and learn to recognize? Steve. Right. Right, exactly. You could ask him now. I think it is. And mm-hmm. does it get better with age or? or? It's helpful for all of us that she admits that because then everybody who felt the same way is like, okay, I'm not that bad. I could feed you, or I could teach you how to get your own food. It sounds super cheesy, but it's actually really, really true. I would much rather never preach a sermon and just teach you how to get closer to God, how to hear from God, how to reach out to other people, how to be the church, teach you how to do it, because that's what we need to learn how to do, is how to do it, how to minister, how to be the church, how to be together with God. And then I think Sunday morning is supposed to be more of a, pep rally to encourage each other for the rest of the week all right how's it going tough all right let's pray for you let's encourage each other and let's get back out there and do the stuff and once in a while you learn something maybe you didn't know before but mostly i'm the coach you're the team and you are the ones who get to actually do the work and have the fun right turns out you get a lot more testimonies when you're out there doing something (laughs) yeah so true. <laughs> wow. So good. Did you have a final thought? So do you, do you get word, the word in your mind? Do you feel it more in your heart? Like you feel a yes? I'm just, just for our benefit, you know, to understand. So it's not a word in your mind, like what we were talking about, words in our mind. Um, you don't hear anything with your physical ears or see anything. You, so it's an internal ding, correct, check, or Because eh. I've experienced that too. For me, that's less common for me personally. And we'll, we'll find that we're all different. Different sheep are different, right? There's a lot of ways to hear, and we're going to talk about this next week.
Yeah, Graham Cook says God always speaks to us through our spirit, and then it moves to wherever we're most likely to be able to hear it, whether it's mind or emotions or will. I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. So we're going to close with this, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There was a lot of wisdom in what you just said, actually. Because sometimes we have, a tr- we have trouble hearing, and so follow the rest of the sheep. Follow your people. <laughs> you know, if everybody here is sensing something and you're not, sometimes it's like, Maybe that's okay. Maybe I just, okay, these are what my friends think is true. That's probably good. Let's, let's follow the sheep until I hear from the shepherd. That's good. Okay, there's you know, three weeks worth of stuff here, so we're going to stop um, and continue next week so that we don't go too long. Um, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for being a God who speaks. It's really, it never ceases to absolutely floor me that the God who spoke creation into being and who spoke, and then there were stars and planets that are made up of just a bunch of gas and mountains and birds that may or may not get fish. The same God who spoke all those things in the being speaks to us. Not just in general terms, not just through the scripture, but you speak to us individually. That is so crazy, unbelievable, and humble on your part that you're willing to do that. But we thank you. We thank you that you not only speak to us, but you want us to learn how to recognize your voice in our day-to-day life. So I pray that this week, Lord, you would help us to be more open to listening and to seeing you around us. I pray that you would help us to set aside a little bit of time each day to maybe quiet our minds and listen instead of just talking and allow us to learn how to recognize your voice better. We thank you that just like sheep, all we have to do to learn how to recognize your voice is just to be with you. That's it. So help us invest in spending time with you so that we can learn better how to follow and how to lead others how to show others where to go when they can't hear. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to smile down on you, be gracious to you. May he look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.